0: Nash hadu an la ilaha illallah Allah hadahu la shariqa lahu. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Alhamdulillahi wari al-kareem. Wa sala Allahu ala anmiyah. Ajma'een Wal al Wal wa Wal mahfiyah wa al-mujadda. Lama'n mursaleen. Amabbas. Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone. And has no part, and that all gratitude is for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the Sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the generous, eternal Friend, and send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles, and on the Messiah, the Anointed One, and on the Mahdi, the Guide, and on the Mujaddid, the Reformer which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa baraka.
1: The man of the hour airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio.
2: The true light featuring Imam Isa, Al-Hadi Al-Mahdi.
3: I would like to ask about um, Luke 23:43, 43, where um, it says that Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, to today thou shalt be with me in paradise. I know that it says that um, Judas was made to look like Jesus, but did Judas say this to, um, to the um, thief that was next to him?
0: Here's the point. The answer, first of all, is if it's not in the book of John, don't believe it. <laughs> the reason why I say that, is because the Christians acknowledge that John is the receiver of the book of Revelation. You follow? Now the two books we're talking about, which is of course John and the book of Revelation, are the last two books to be revealed. We got one being revealed in the year 96, and the other being revealed in the year 98. We start talking about Luke and them, people do not know that Luke didn't even receive his own book. Matthew's received it for Luke. The year is 56 to 58. You follow that? He was one of Paul's followers, which Second Timothy 4.11 confirmed. His book... Now let's just look at Luke for starting, so we'll know we're up again. Okay? Luke chapter 1. Let's see what it says. Verse 1. Are you with it?
2: No.
0: For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth an order of declaration of those things which most surely believed amongst us, he says, when, I, when he turned this back to English, just as other people have taken upon themselves to write the things that we believe, get it Number two, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses, it was back in the beginning the people who saw it, and ministers of the word, and they were out teaching the word, he's talking about these same people, now I know that he says in number three read it for me sister
3: it says it seemed to me it seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee in order most excellent Um, Theophilus Theophilus now
0: is he saying that this is a revelation from heaven or did he just say he decided to write this because everybody else was writing books listen to this man listen to what Luke just said well, everybody else wrote a book, and they were there, and they preached with Christ, but me, I am perfect in my what? Understanding. He never met Christ, but he perfectly understands what Christ said. Now I ask you again, should we believe what Luke says? According to Luke himself, he got an ego that won't wait. Listen to this. It seemed good to me also Having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, how can he have perfect understanding of all things from the very first he wasn't there? He never saw Jesus in the flesh. He never walked with Jesus. He wasn't in the upper room. He never broke no bread. He wasn't on the sea. How can he have perfect knowledge? This is what Christians do. They get up there and they use words like perfect knowledge and understanding when they don't even know what they're talking about. Now this man took it upon himself to write a book. And the Christians swear by the book of Luke. And they quote Luke to us. Anything that is not mentioned in John about Jesus, don't trust it. Why? Because if you go to Revelation 21, let's see what he says about this book. Because Revelation chapter 1 says this is the book of Revelations. Which Allah has what given unto who, for to show what? Read Revelation chapter one.
3: Um, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, uh-huh. to shew unto his servants things which must must shortly come to pass. And sent it and
0: signified it by
3: by his angel.
0: Now this to his
3: to a servant who John.
0: Hey. Now this revelation says God gave it to Jesus, but he sent it by an angel to John. Is this a revelation from Allah? According to this, of course. Would this be a divine revelation? Wouldn't this put this above the book of Luke? Out the window in Luke. Let's look at what the Bible says. The very Bible they read tells me that John was inspired by way of an angel from Heavenly Father to do his book. Huh? The days are over for them lies and them gimmicks. And if you look at the same book of Revelation, let's go to the last chapter, chapter 22, and let's go to the 18th verse. And it says what? 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 No. For I testify...
2: To every man that hears the Y'all word. can read
0: together, There's nothing wrong with that. For I testify
2: unto every man that hears the words of the prophecies of this book. Stop. Put the emphasis where it
0: belongs. On the prophecies of uh, this book. Not Matthew's, not Mark, not Luke, not Corinthians, not Philippians, not Hebrews, not Paul's books, but these books. This is what we call the Evangel, which we translate in Al-Qur'an as Al-Injil. The Evangel, El-Injil. The book of Revelation is the Injil, not the New Testament. You Muslims stop fooling people and stop confusing people. Only the book of Revelation is the Injil, not the New Testament. We make a fool out of ourselves when we say the New Testament is the Injil is the that has all these contradictions and mistakes in it. Then we have to answer, why did Allah sanction it after it was tampered with? Why would he sanction the Injil and the Qur'an and the Bibles prior to the Qur'an was already tampered with? Because the Book of Revelation was not tampered with, because they didn't understand the Apocalypse of it, the message in it. They left it, because they couldn't translate the meaning. The symbolism was too complicated. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that was going to happen, because he knew the explanation of it couldn't come until after the seal of the Prophets came, Muhammad with the Qur'an, the seal of the Scriptures then when that knowledge was put here, then men would be able to understand the Quran before the end of the world. Let's go on and see what it says. 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the word of the prophecy of this book. If any man, not God, not angels, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall what?
2: Add unto him. The plagues are written in this book. Now let's
0: go to our perfect number to seal it. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this This prophecy, prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city, called the New Jerusalem, of course, and from the things which are written in this book. Right? That's the confirmation of the book of Revelation. No, and this is the same John who receives the book of John. Not the book of James, or letters of James, not the book of Hebrew, not the book of Philemon, not Thessalonians, not Timothy, not Galatians, not Hebrew, not Corinthians, not Romans, not none of those books written by men, not the Acts, but the book of John. And if you read the book of John, you'll get the story of Jesus. And I've translated the whole book from the original language, verse by verse, and you'll find when you get past the 18th chapter, they've inserted the name Jesus where they just said he. When they said they came to take him, they said they came to take Jesus. His name wasn't in the original manuscript. It said he. He transformed himself. They got places in here where Jesus eludes people because he looks other than himself. And it throws people off they get confused because he had the power to transform himself to look other than himself. It tells you in the Bible multiple places where he transformed himself. And one of them you find right in the same book we're in, St. John, chapter 21, verse 1. He shows people how he transforms
2: himself. Right in front of them. Read it. Yes, you can, if you want to. After these, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise, he showed himself. Notice how they word that. This is
0: how he showed himself. On this wise, he showed himself. Now go on and notice what they mean. He showed himself. They looked at him, but they did not recognize
2: him. Go ahead. They were together, Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus. And Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his, of his disciples. Simon Peter said, said unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. And he said Did you not know
0: make note that they didn't recognize Jesus so far? They looked right at Jesus and they didn't recognize him? Because he just said, This is how he's going to show himself. But on this wise show he himself. Go ahead. Notice they're going to not recognize him. Remember, this was Jesus, who's supposed to die for their sins, who suffered on the cross for them, who was in the bowels of the earth three days and three nights. Who was God incarnate, the Son of God. But here they are looking right at him and they don't recognize him. Please someone tell us why. Go ahead.
2: And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find.
0: Make note that Jesus has the power here to make fish commit suicide. See, the Christians have a way to make it look the other way. Jesus made the fish multiply. He made fish commit suicide. That's what he just did. He had the power to order fish to jump into a net so their destination would be a piece of bread. That's the power. That's, the, that's some power from heaven there. But it says in the Quran that Allah has supported Jesus with his word and with his Holy Spirit. Jesus had the power to perform miracles. Nobody takes that away from him.
2: As long as he did it in Allah's name and not his own. Go ahead. They cast therefore and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, it is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fishes' coat unto him, for he was naked, and he did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciple came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish lay thereon and bred. Jesus said unto them, Bring up the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and a hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. None of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord?
0: That means they looked at him, but they didn't dare ask him, is he Jesus? They knew it was him, by the way, things he did, but they didn't recognize him. I'm just going to give you a list of other quotes. Matthew 17, 2. Somebody turn to it. John 21, 1. Someone turn to it. And now Mark 9, 2. Now these are all of them. And notice John is the one we're going to listen to. Or you can look at the same book, Shack, Luke 9, 29, Gonna tell you right there that Jesus had the power to transform himself to look other than himself. Then when we go to the Holy Quran in the fourth chapter and the 157th verse, it's gonna confirm it. Because Allah is gonna use a word in there that Muslims in Arabic know, which is sheen, ba ha, which means looks like. If I said you look like somebody, I said, whoa. He looks like him Or you look like him The word shabba Means to look like
1: To look like somebody else You understand? Not like like the word Mishnah Not like in action He acts like him No You got one of them? No Which one?
2: Matthew 17 verse 2 Read it And was, and was transfigured before them Who was? Jesus and and, and as he
0: prayed, I'm reading the one in Luke. And as this is Luke chapter 9, verse 29. Lord. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glittering. And between it tells you that these are two different statements. Don't let a Christian say, yes, that means. That means he made himself turn glittering white. Well, if Jesus had the power to turn himself to look glistening white, he had the power to change the way he looked. But it tells you right there, his confidence was what? Altered. It says right there and he prayed and the fashion of his confidence. Now let's go back to Genesis if we want to understand fashioning. What did he say? That he what? Fashion man in his is he talking about his spirit or he's talking about his body? What is he talking about? He said man is fashioned like him. Allah is called El Mustawir, the fashioner. You follow know what I'm saying? Jesus' countenance was changed. Jesus had the power to make himself look like other than himself right in front of people. This is what your Bible says, Christian world. This is what the Quran supports and backs up. Read another one,
2: John 21.1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself.
0: This is how he showed himself.
2: Mark 9.2, somewhat. And after six days, Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John, and leadeth them up into a high mountain apart uh-huh. by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. What happened to him? Transfigured before them.
0: Does anybody know what the word transfigured means? Huh? Does anybody have an idea what the word trans? Does anybody have a dictionary? Not a Christian Bible dictionary. A regular dictionary. What does it say? The word transfigured? It means... Some- someone else look up the word transformed.
2: I have the word transfigured.
0: What kind of dictionary are you reading? That's important, see, because the white man says it is true. So let's know what the white man says. <laughs> I
2: have a... <laughs> The Webster's Dictionary. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what does it say? To change outward appearance. To change what? Outward appearance. So we
0: ain't talking about no light coming outside of Jesus. We're talking about the way Jesus looked outwardly speaking, unless Webster's wrong or the Bible's wrong. And if, according, according to y'all who worship the white man, fact is fact. As I say it, truth is truth. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus had the power to transform himself. Turn your holy Quran to the fourth chapter, the one hundred and fifty-seventh verse.
2: And for their saying in both. Verily we have slain the Messiah, Jesus, Son of Man. the word.
0: Inna Katalanna. See that? El Messiah, Isa ibn Maryam, Rasulullah. And it says to them, saying that they killed, killed. See that? No. What about it?
2: Verily, really we have slain the Messiah, Jesus son of Mary, the Apostle of God.
0: They what? one man?
2: But they slew him not. And they crucified him not.
0: They did not kill him, nor did they have him up on a cross. The Quran makes a distinction between dying and being crucified. Because a lot of Muslims like Ahmadiyya and them think that Jesus was on the cross like David and taken down alive. Because they have the stories of the Talmud mixed up. Because the Jews tricked them. This Quran teaches us that Jesus was not crucified, meaning on any cross. Nor did he die. You understand? There's a difference. Go on. What does it say after that? Walakin. Well,
2: but it's Became, became dubious unto them.
0: And but it made to look like that for them. Lahum. You see that? No. You know what it tells you about them? Mm-hmm. What Arabic word they're gonna use here Azanni Azanni means uh, Azunu, I think so. If you say uh Isa, did you see Abdul Malik? I say Azunu, who was kind of forgetful. He was in his house, I think. So. <laughs> That's what it says. And right here in the Quran it uses the same thing. What does it say?
2: And indeed, those who differ therein are only in doubt about it. They have no knowledge about the real matter. They don't
0: know. What they do is what?
2: Pursuing only a conjecture. And that word
0: they have for conjecture means I think in Arabic. Not I think like in thinking, but I think like in I think so. It could be. And when you read this Bible... And start reading about the crucifixion of Christ, and see all the contradictions. You realize that people like Luke and them said, "I think so. I think I know. I'm not really sure. None of them are sure what happened. Who was there? Who was there? Peter and John. And in Peter's book, he don't talk about it. So what book should you listen to? Whose books do we listen to? Did Mary or Magdalene write a book? Who else was there? Peter. No. And
4: John.
0: Did Peter write about it in his book? No. Was Matthew there?
4: No.
0: Was Luke there? No. Was James there? No. Was Paul there? No. So of course, as the Quran teaches us, all they have is conjecture. All they do is think they know what they're talking about because they didn't see it. And the man who wrote the story was John. So I tell Muslims. Read the book of John. I tell Christian, according to your writing, in the book of Revelation, John is the person who received the revelation from the angel for Jesus. So we can listen to him. And then according to your book, John chapter one, let's go back and see what it says. John chapter one, verse one, he says, In the beginning was the word. الله, الله. In the beginning was this word, and this word was in and Allah, in possession of Allah. Kalimah Allah, And this word was Allah. What is this word? This word is kun. Kun. Kun fiya kun. Allah merely says to a thing, come into existence and into existence it comes. Don't let anybody say be and it is. That's not no translation. Kun means to exist from Kohen universe. In the beginning He created a whole universe. And into that universe He placed everything. Because when He said to Mary to have a baby, He merely said kun fire kun. And he took that angel and transformed him into a human being. And he went into Mary. And she conceived. It says right in Holy Quran, chapter 19, that he gave her a baby. 1919, to be exact. Couldn't be any more perfect than that. It was the word wahaba. The Arabic word wahaba means to give somebody something. Physically. Go ahead, y'all. Okay, um, my next question is um, from Genesis 2.7. Where did um, you get
3: it? Okay, it says, And the Lord formed man of, of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And um, I know throughout the scriptures it does speak of um, humans as being souls. So I would like to know, how, how can someone live without a soul?
0: All right. Because what happens is you have in the Hebrew language soul and spirit, just like we have in the Holy Quran, we have the word soul, ruh, and the word spirit, nefsa. The word spirit, nefsa, if I said nefsi, would not just mean spirit, but it would also mean myself. You follow? Now in the Torah, they use nefesh. That's the Hebrew of our word nefsa. And they will use the word ruh or rish for the Arabic form, ruhul soul. In here, it says, that Allah breathed into man of his soul and man became a living spirit. The translators, because when they got to Latin, didn't have a different word for soul and spirit. The Greeks didn't have a different word for soul and spirit. They used it, uh, what do you call it, as the same word. The way most English-speaking people do, even though there's a clear difference between a soul and a spirit, most English-speaking people say, Soul and spirit. No. Spirit is Hayat. It's a word for person existing thing. The word soul is on the word wind. Why wind? Because the scripture says that the heavenly father did what? He blew into man of the breath of life. And the same word for blow. Ruh. For rish. Is the same word for ruh. Soul. So what? came from Allah was Rumpur, the wind of his life. And when it settled in man, man became alive, and when man inherited emotions, man becomes like Allah a living soul. You follow? So what happens is anything that's alive has a spirit. A human being could lay in a hospital, go into a coma, be alive. You follow that? Would have no emotion. That means their soul has left, but their spirit is still there. You, on the other hand, may have woken up one morning from a deep sleep. You was alive. Your eyes was open, but your body wouldn't move. And panic set in. You say, oh my God, I'm dying.
4: <laughs>
0: you can't move. You're just laying there. You hear people talking in the next room. You can feel the presence of something on you and you, out of fear, you pull your soul back in your body because your soul leaves your body every night for the recording of your deeds. But the spirit stays there as long as you're alive. When Jesus was talking about the angels, he was calling them holy souls. Translators call them holy spirits. It says in the ancient language. Not Ruhinasa. <laughs> you see that? And when a person has rhythm and can dance, they say, the boy got soul. You follow what I'm saying? When a person gets down, they say he's a soul man. <laughs> they call James Brown the soul man. Let me make something clear about James Brown. Because a lot of these young rap groups talk about James Brown as if he wasn't responsible for them. The moonwalk that Michael Jackson did, James Brown did. The steps of sliding across the stage that princess, I mean prince, that prince does, James Brown did. The split that Fourth M D and New Edition and all them are doing, James Brown did. You know what I'm saying? So ninety percent of the dancing that the white man is praising today came from one man, James Brown. You know what I'm saying? Soul is something that makes me and you able. Like I got to say many times to take an oatmeal box and turn it into a drum. Sit on a stoop and just be banging. Take a toilet paper ring, hope I didn't offend nobody who doesn't want to face reality, <laughs> and turn it into a horn. Be blown. And white people look at that and say, look at this. Nigga took a milk crate, a block of wood, and a pair of skates and made a scooter. Now y'all don't realize, white people freak out over stuff like that. Y'all think they just go by and say, my God, look at that. Actually, he sits in his car and he says, these people did build a pyramid. Yeah. These people did build a sphinx. These people yeah. built the White House, in fact. What am I talking about? <laughs> y'all ain't free. Y'all, all y'all did is reach back into the foul cattle of your soul and y'all brought back things that we were doing before you were born and now y'all think y'all created something. <laughs> it would be better if you can tell the white man, we got this from our elders. No, but you want to make it yours. You can count on that. We'll do that. Instead of saying, no, nah, we ain't disregarding James Brown because we got hit records on James Brown. Now, we ain't, no, we know that Oscar Brown Jr. and them was scatting and rapping before we were. And I know that, you know, Prince ain't learning nothing. He ain't doing nothing but the James Brown and the moonwalk. But see, the, they couldn't give that glory to James Brown because Fred Astaire and them was out during that time. They had to wait for theirs to die so there wouldn't be no competition. I don't know if you understand what I mean. They couldn't give James Brown the credit for the kind of creative dancer he was in his time because they had too many white dancers out there emulating blacks. But Michael Jackson, he was white, so he was all right. He cut his nose off, he cut his chin off, he cut his, he cut his eyes off. He took all of the, he did the same thing Napoleon did in Africa, in Egypt, to all the statues, cut the noses off and everything to look white. Well, he didn't need Napoleon. Michael Jackson wasn't became white by white people. So that, that's why they made him a god. So sister, soul is something we have. White people do not have. They have a spirit. They are alive. But they don't have any soul. And if you don't believe me, put on a record and tell them to dance. And watch them turn a very serious thing into a joke. Let me tell you something else. Out of all the music in the whole world, of every country and every culture there's not but one music that has no drum you know what that is? the white man's classical music <laughs> every place else you go whether it's China Japan Malaysia India Africa any place where there's people of color you will find the drum why? because the white man says the drum is the heartbeat it's the soul of the music so white people created a kind of music without a beat and without a soul. And when you look at them white boys and white girls on television now dancing and singing like blacks, I'm telling you as a person who has a recording studio, if it wasn't for a sync, if it wasn't for a metrodome put inside drum machines, white people would be lost. All they're doing is sampling what black people are doing and duplicating it. If you take away them sampling machines and the midis, and he moved those drum machines right to be back to doing the hully gully <laughs> and not being able to dance at all. The fact that you were teaching them how to dance, the, man, the white man is so screwed, he set up the aerobics. And the aerobics, you know what the aerobics was? Blacks teaching whites rhythm. You thought you thought they were exercising, didn't you? They were going left, right, left, right, left, right, right, one, two, one, two, raise your hand, move your hips, step, kick, something to the bus stop. It was a bus stop when we did it. It became aerobics when, when James Fonda started doing it. All of a sudden, now it becomes aerobics. But when we was doing it, it was the bus stop. If I would have did a, a video at a bus stop, Whitey would have never put it out. <laughs> you understand the devil? You understand what you're dealing with? We got something the man can't have. Don't give him your soul. That's all he got left. He then took everything else. We ain't got nothing else but each other. And you know what I'm going to do right now. You all that know me, you know exactly what I'm getting ready to say right now, don't you? I'm getting ready to say, anybody that's sitting in that room next to somebody and they've been sitting there as hot as it is and don't know them, ought to be ashamed of themselves. There's somebody sitting next to you, you know, and he's your brother and he's suffering also. And the white man has done the same thing to him or her that he's done to you. You understand what I'm saying? at least introduce yourselves to the people sitting around you we're going to take a coffee break as y'all call it decaffeinated of course (laughs) and i want everybody in there to introduce themselves to each other i think y'all should exchange numbers stay in touch because we got something in common either you came here to prove me wrong which you will not be able to do so you might as well forget it or you came here because you want to know the truth and if it's the second one then watch y'all break for one minute and get to know each other come on this is family time we are all we got we don't have nobody else but ourselves and we better learn to love each other because don't nobody else care about us that's for sure what y'all are doing right now is the devil's worst nightmare communication because you're going to find out some that may have a business that you can go buy from or some sister that makes clothes or we can buy from her, or somebody who sells something we can exchange, we can find out how we can help each other. We all need people. But all, I'm saying, we are a family, right? Well, you can ask the brother your question.
3: Okay. Um, my last question is, in the Mahti banner, is, it, is the color red in the Mahti banner?
0: Can you repeat that, please? Yes, the color, the red. color red. Now, let me make something clear to you. In the Sudan, we usually recognize it as orange. Right? right. But the color red is there, because the red symbolizes something, not evil, but something that was evilly perpetrated against us, which resulted in our bloodshed. But now I want you to make note of something. Notice that the Mahdi had black first, and this didn't come from Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey got his flag from us, because the Mahdi was born before Marcus Garvey. So that red, black, and green flag that's been used in this country was the Mahdi's flag in Sudan in the 18th century, before Marcus Garvey was born, okay? Okay. Notice how he put black first, because when the British came to Africa, there was red, black, and green. When the battle was over, he made the flag black, red, and green. He said he put his nation of people first because they will never bleed again if he can help it. You understand? Uh The blood was first originally. The blood, red, black, the people and then Mother Africa. The Mahdi changed it around. He said, no, it's black, the people first. Then the blood that was shed for Mother Africa. And we will never bleed again. And when we become a powerful nation here, if you're listening to me, we're going to go home and help Africa. You understand? Okay. We're going to take South Africa and restore it to who it belongs to. That's our job. And if the South Africans don't want our help, we'll still take it and give it to them. Because that's our job. We have to go home and help our brothers and sisters stop trying to become Americans. Because regardless of how much American you want to be, your nose ain't going to let you be white anyway. <laughs> and you can't shadow out that nose. You can blush it, you can brush it, you can stretch it, you can paint it. But after that, you take a bath, you're still an African. You ain't going to look white regardless of what you try to do. You can put all the white powder on and then let me see you go swimming and stay looking like that. (laughs) You are African people. And we have an obligation to use the information that we have attained while here incarcerated to help Mother Africa. Do you all understand that? Stop helping ourselves to everything. We got to start thinking about helping our homeland. Let me tell you something. The white man tells you to go back to Africa. He's telling you a big, bold-faced lie. If all the blacks want... If the white man believes that, why they stop Marcus Garvey? Ain't no way in the world... The last thing in the world a white man wants is me and you to leave America and go back to Africa. Don't you know that all of the natural resources in southern Africa... Now, I I say this, but this is not for the old timers. What I'm going to say now is for the new people, okay? The new visitors. I want you to think about this now. I want you to really dwell on this. Diamonds. Gold, platinum, onyx, ivory, all of the natural resources that make up the wealth of the world are found in Africa. Including oil. Yes or no? Yes. yes. They just say yes if it's true. Yes. All right. Now, you don't find this in Europe, do you? No. Now, who makes diamonds? Man or the Creator? Who makes oil, man or the Creator? Who makes gold, man or the Creator? Creator. Who makes platinum, man or the Creator? Creator. Who makes onyx, man or the Creator? Creator. Who makes ivory, man or the Creator? Creator. So who did the Creator love the most, us or Europeans? Uh (laughs) Somewhere along the line, we gave away. The Heavenly Father entrusted me and you with all the natural resources in the world. He intended for us to be the richest people on the planet. And here we are, the poorest, the lowest of the low, receiving welfare money for money coming out of our mother country. And he wouldn't have no money if he didn't have gold. A white man can't even marry without African sanctioning because he has a policy that he must give a woman a gold ring and a diamond. It's called engaged, and then he can have sex. So without that changement ring, without much Africa, the white man would have no, no woman.
3: Another thing I want
0: to say, you know what that is? If the Pope and the Christian Church is so right, are you with me? How come ain't no oil in the Vatican? <laughs> How come the Almighty gave it to the Arabs for Islam, he didn't give it to the Christians, to the Pope, or Jimmy Swagger, or Jim Baker? They gotta go steal from their congregations to get rich. The Arabs were living over in the desert, they didn't even know how to brush their teeth. And oil popped up out the ground, and now they're the richest people in the world, right? Now you know that's another part of the world that's supposed to be ours, because the Holy Quran tells you those desert Arabs are the biggest phonies you ever want to meet. That's also our oil, but we didn't listen to the Mahdi in 1845 and we would have went back as a Hadith taught and conquered Mecca with a black flag, like the the prophet taught, but we didn't listen. We opposed him because he was black and now we're back here, still in America, on welfare, working for the white man. And then comes the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, let me go back before him. Then comes Nobu Juali, with step one to our cure and we reject him. Then comes the Honorable Elijah Muhammad with step two to our cure and we reject him. And here I am now again with step three to the cure and you're denying me. I'm not leaving out Minister Louis Farrakhan. Minister Louis Farrakhan has his mission too and me and him will work together for the betterment of our people. And the 5% nation Poor righteous teachers, we will work together for the betterment of our nation. I only require you to know one thing, and that is who the devil is. (laughs) Because if you don't know who the devil is, brother, I can't trust you. If you really think Jack Nicholson is not the devil, (laughs) now we use a capital T. The devil. If you are still under the impression that there is no, that white people are not the devil, and it's in the Quran, I'm telling you Muslims, it is in the Quran in Arabic. It tells you the white man is the devil in the Holy Quran. In the 51st chapter, and the 7th verse, it says a man, the of man, physical. And most of the Quran's y'all read, Yusuf Ali and them I mean, in the top ten, they say the devil. The devil is a man. But you don't want to believe that. And not believing that is why you're suffering. The white man is the devil. And you are the seed of Adam. And Allah has cast both of y'all on the earth to be enemies to each other until al Ahri. Until the day that man is raised, al Qiyamah, to be judged, al Din, for the final decision, Yamat Ahri. If you don't accept that, I, don't, I can't deal with you. you going out there and do a Sammy Davis Jr. or a Ben Marine with white people all you want. I'm going to tell you, boy, or girl, white men don't care nothing about you, nigga. Point blank. You can smile on your face at work just to tell his friends, there's a good colored girl at my job. She's not bad. She minds her business. She doesn't bother anybody. She's docile. She's sedate. She's a trained monkey. That's how he sees you. You're no threat to him. Because you're not asking for your rights. You're just asking for a right to be like him. Just accept me, Mr. Whitey. Let me eat in a restaurant with you. Let me go to your party. Let me wear your style of clothes. Let me think like you, Mr. Whitey. You would think that's a very little thing for the white man to grant, but he won't give it to you. You're still the Negro, or the nice Negro that he knows, or the nice colored girl. Go ask the colored girl over there. Oh, sir, I didn't mean that, Mr. Smith. The white man has no need of you because he knows how powerful you are as a people. If he gives you a position, you're going to take over. He knows it. If he gives you an opportunity, you're going to take advantage of it. He knows it. He ain't no fool because he sees how fast we populate. And he knows that by the year 2000, we will predominantly rule the world. He already knows that. That's what genocide is about. That's what AIDS is about. That's what the new wars are about. He's trying to eliminate the black man. Although he's not, white people are not devils. I know a white girl on my job. She's a nice person. She's a devil. (laughs) And if she can stick you in your back, she will. You better believe it. It always takes some, some strange pain for you to realize the white man's a devil. But when he killed Dr. Martin Luther King, that wasn't enough pain for you, huh? Dr. Martin Luther King wasn't Malcolm X. He wasn't speaking racism. He wasn't speaking against the white man. He was speaking unity and peace and coordination and cooperation. All the things that you want to teach, right? right. And still the white man shot him dead. Right. Malcolm left the honor of Elijah Muhammad, yes? Right. And appeared to be monotone in his doctrine, yes? He appeared to accept white people, yes? Right. He appeared to say, when I came back from Mecca, I found out there's no racism and everybody's equal, yes? Right. Right. And he got killed. You say well, black people did it, but white man give the word. Because right, right. a Negro ain't going to pull the trigger without the word from the white man. Honor Elijah Muhammad did not sanction Malcolm X getting killed. That's another myth that the devil put in the air. Don't underestimate the power of your leaders. Malcolm X appeared to reform from black Muslimism according to the white man. Correct? When he was walking through Harlem, and speaking, and speaking about the white man, he's a devil, he's a dog, right? But the white man let him live then, didn't he? But as soon as he changed his philosophy and said, hey, there's no racism, he's dead. Isn't that something? Arnold Elijah Muhammad talked, yes, the white man on television, looked at this white man and said, you know you the devil. That's how he talked. He didn't talk like, he didn't have that in New York. He said, you know you the devil. <laughs> he said, now you know you're the devil. Right? <laughs> And the white man said, so you trying to say that all white people are the devil? He said, I'm not trying to say nothing. Allah says, all you all are the devil. <laughs> right? That's right? Did they assassinate the of Elijah Muhammad? No. But Dr. Martin Luther King, he gets up there and says, whites and blacks need to eat together, need to work together, need to pray together. The white man said, Bang! Now why is it that he let Malcolm X's philosophy prior to his conversion from the truth to darkness, he leaves him alone. As soon as he becomes a preacher of peace, he kills him. He never killed Solomon Elijah Muhammad, but he killed Malcolm X. Now on the other hand, he killed Marcus Garvey. He, he deported him and had him killed. Let's follow the picture through. And he killed Nobu Dwali for teaching racism. So the country must have shifted in hand don't be fooled. It's too late. We ain't got that much time. We better get together and start building now. Pick up where the Honorable Elijah Muhammad left off. And I'm telling you, tell them brothers and sisters to follow the Sunni Muslims that them white Muslims ain't thinking about you. Them Right. right. are picking a billion dollars an hour on oil and you ain't got one mosque in America yet built from the ground up. Yes or no? How come the orthodox Muslims from Saudi Arabia and Kuwait, with all that money, won't build a university? And don't tell me about that little square box up on 96th Street. That thing ain't even gonna hold 2,000 blacks. That ain't them. They got enough money to build all these big office buildings in Manhattan for for their uh, oil exchange. Why don't they take a block and build a whole university in Ma? And import teachers from Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Sudan, Quranic reciters. Arabic scholars, translated instead of bringing in translations of the Quran, why don't they bring in men that can translate the Quran from the khutbah? So we ain't got to listen to brothers like Suraj Rahaj who don't know what he's talking about, who's on salary so he goes to say anything they want him to say. If he stops preaching what they say, they'll take his rent money. Them Saudi Arabians don't care nothing about us. They busy trying to be white, chasing white women. Buying yachts and transforming planes into palaces. While people in South Africa are dying. People in, in, in all over uh, uh, Ethiopia and Somalia and Kenya are starving to death. While some prince has a, a yacht as a gift for his daughter. And you call that El Islam? You say that's a Muslim? That's not what Rasulullah taught us. You understand what I'm saying? All we have is each other. We got to work our way back to Mother Africa and build from there. Because when we got our feet planted on the soil that we came from, only then will we be strong. When we walking around in America, second class citizens, we'll never be nothing. When I say second class citizens, you know what I'm going to say, right? Polish American, Irish American, Jewish American, French American, Chinese American, American Negro. Notice everybody else's nationality was first except yours. American Latino. Notice everybody else's name is first for their name, but Latin is after and Negro is after. But everybody else, Polish, American, French, American, Italian, American, German, American, Latin, American, American Negro. You see that? They take the Latin family and they switch it back and forth. When they don't agree with them, then they become Spanish you see when they agree with him then he's the Latinos you understand what I'm saying Whitey never stops his little tricks but his time is up because <laughs> we're on the rise now truth has come false things must go the truth is there nobody's never going to tell you Adam is white again you see him in your mind that's what that poster was for go ahead y'all
3: okay that's all thank you um, i like to know why, okay, like we were brought over here like in slavery and all that. i like to know why we were in slavery for so many years. And the people that were in slavery and they got away from Islam? Right? Like what happens to those people, like when they died and everything?
2: A person
0: cannot be judged for what they didn't know. Allah is Ar-Rahmani al rahim One of his names is al ghafur And another one is al ghaffar He's the forgiver. You follow? people before the truth came cannot be responsible, but black people in America after 1914 on up since the truth of El islam has been returned to them are now responsible for knowing it. And the reason why the black man is still in slavery is because he worships the image of the beast. And what do I mean by worships the image of the beast? He straightens his hair he weaves white people's hair into his hair, he puts on blue contacts, he dresses like the white man, he wants to
1: talk like the white man, he wants to live where the white man lives, he wants to eat as white people eat, he doesn't know that because he pretends he's black when he says the white man this, the white man
0: that, and then he's doing everything he can to emulate the white man. So blacks are in slavery
1: now because they want to stay in slavery. Because they've gotten so comfortable in the bosom of the white man they're afraid to step away and do something for themselves and Mother Africa. They're so
0: happy working here. Jesse Jackson is so busy trying to be important here. He could be a prominent leader in Africa with his views and his understanding. And the only black leader you had that had enough sense to extend I should just said only two was Marcus Garvey and they did what to him? They killed him. And Malcolm X, who tried to set up pan-Africanism, what they do to him?
1: Killed they him. killed him.
0: The white man is very conscious of that. If you try to break away from him and set up something with Mother Africa, they will kill the leader that tried that. You can organize inside America and be anything you want. You could be Black Panthers, you could be Young Lords, you could be Five Percenters, you could be Nation of Islam, you could be Ansar Allah, you could be anything you want, but as soon as you try to make a link to Mother Africa where you can start sending intelligent brothers over there so that we can take the degrees and in information that we've attained while being imprisoned here, you follow that, and apply it home and develop our motherland. that's when the white man is concerned. Right. He doesn't want black Muslims here teaching. Meaning, he doesn't like Sudanese Muslims teaching. He doesn't like Somalian Muslims teaching. He doesn't like the black... He never lets the black Egyptians in this country. And don't, most, most people don't know that 90% of Egypt is black. He doesn't think... What he'll let in this country is blonde-haired, blue-eyed teachers. White teachers. They got to come out of university in Egypt and they got to be blonde-haired, blue-eyed. They can't even be dark skinned. You don't ever see him. Every masjid you visit in the United States, when a foreign imam is there, he's always white. He's never a black-skinned imam. This is all part of the free planet. Why? Because you have to keep black people in America worshiping the image of the beast. And the image of the beast, he's coveted for men and women. You got a blonde hair, blue-eyed picture on your mother's wall of a Jewish boy with long straight hair. That is the image of the beast. And black people are trying to emulate the image of the beast. This is why women are weaving hair into their hair, so they be shoulders, so they can shake it like Shirley Temple. And this is why they're straightening their hair with Jerry curls, we're doing everything to live in the image of the beast. We've got to break that inferiority complex before we can establish ourselves as a people. That's it. We got to learn to love who we are as Africans and what we look like. Remember, the white man sees you as pretty. You don't see us driving to white neighborhoods picking up prostitutes. They're down down driving to black neighborhoods trying to pick up black women. We don't see black people lay on the beach. Normally they're on the beach trying to get brown. They go and get their hair perm too. A lot of black people don't know that white people get their hair permed and put in rollers so that they can have afro-looking hair. You're trying to become them and they know that you are in the image of God by their status. But what they've done is they placed the image of God and gave you the image of a devil. And that's why they push that, that's why all the Christians push that statement in the Bible where Jesus says, when you see me, you see the Father. You see that? You know the Christians push that a lot? Well, that's because every picture they have of Jesus looks like them. So when they say that, then they say Jesus is God, and when you see me, you see the Father. Then they show you a picture of a white Jesus, and that tells you that Jesus is God, God is white, and then you must be the devil. It's a subliminal form of brainwashing.
1: We will continue with the man of the hour, Dr. Malachi D. York, the reformer for this day and time, right after these messages on WGAG Radio. You catch my girl legs open, better smash that. Don't be
3: Let's talk about what they don't want you to talk about On the Donna O'Leon Show From Locked Radio Monday through Sunday 12 noon Eastern Standard Time Or GeorgiaCaston.com <hurst> WGHE Radio
1: Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday About the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff <laughs> fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians...
5: Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other...
3: Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay?
4: Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo...
3: Hot damn politics! Hot damn
1: politics! Hot damn politics! Hot damn politics! Hot damn politics! Hot damn pick politics!
0: politics.
4: Hot. Hot. Hot damn politics! Souls. Hot damn politics! Hot damn politics! I'm back now oh. with the
1: brain trust panel. Brain trust.
4: Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. These niggas won't hold
5: me. Back
0: me me
3: The Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. Hot diggity damn politics.
1: I put that shit on everybody. Nigga radio. <laughs> Are you tired as hell trying to get your spirituality together but you tune in to these bullshit ass goddamn radio stations on sunday with a little holier than thou conversation and sick of going to goddamn church all the goddamn time when motherfuckers is asking you for all the goddamn money damn near about to rock your ass to sleep and ain't even got enough courtesy to feed you You during sunday church Mm -hmm. services Mm -hmm. listen here don't fucking worry about it, God damn it, because Real Nigga Radio got the realest, 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 realest. When I say realest, I mean the realest show. Get your spirituality up. Be able to have conversations with people that are truly about their father's business. But it's the realest goddamn religious show on the goddamn planet. And you know where it's at, on WGAG Radio. So tune in every Sunday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, to the Son of Man show, hosted by Gina, the Avenue Soul, and the Son of Man himself. Y'all Noble vote every Sunday, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, and get your prayers on and all your questions about God and spirituality. everything. you need to know how to get right or get back on the right path. On the Son of Man show, that's 12 Noon Amen. every Sunday for WGAG Radio. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Yes, King Dillon's fine ass. Jesus, you know I ain't got no money. Them bad-ass kids get on my nerve and I gotta bring them to church. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I found my place. I found my place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, all the agents. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, God, the law, the mother, the in eloh, heal all you motherfuckers. I'm coming to the side of Man show.
0: The Don Nicole After Party,
1: 24 hours a day, seven days a week at Powtop.com. Or you need is a microphone, a headset, you can use your Android phone or your iPhone. You can download the app set. The internet for the Don McConey on After Party. You
0: mean I can get down like that? I can download the app? for File talk? That's right. You can join us via Georgia Gossip, Facebook. It all goes down here. Controversy in the room. Oh, my God. We talk about a lot of shit here.
1: Let me tell you something. Come on down to the Don McConey on After Party and check us out where we sit in and have mad debates. It is a lot. the hottest chat room where controversy goes down. If there's a conversation, it goes down at the Don McConey on After Party. So join us here. Facebook, and Georgia Goss. Come on down and do what you do while we do what we do. Sit on our couch. Check us out at bowtalk.com.
0: i the Cody We'll be looking for you.
4: All Eyes
1: on Egypt presents the Holy Tablet, backed by popular demand. Written and transcribed by Dr. Malachi doctor L, the receiver, this is the scripture that is divinely inspired that will bring about a long overdue change like the phoenix bird rising up out of its ashes up you mighty people come forth like lazarus from the tomb this tablet is food to feed the hunger and to nourish the soul to give it strength rise up stand up Be counted amongst the people of this world. Be the first to get your copy of the Holy Tablets while supplies last. At All Eyes on Egypt, Monticello, Georgia, 706-468-2319. Tune in to the L Holy Tablet Show every Friday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAD Radio. Now welcome back to the Man of the Hour.
0: audience
3: who is a sincere seeker of the truth,
0: grab your scriptures, a pencil, and a piece of paper. You are about to hear the most profound, dynamic, soul stirring information ever to reach the shores of America. You are about to hear a true teacher, not a preacher. So come, let us step from the darkness into the true light with as Sayyid Al-Imam al hagiyah master. Allah, Wahdahu la Shariqa Lahu, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Alhamdulillahi Wali Al-Kareem, Wa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ajma'een, Wa Al-Masih, wal Al-Mahdi, Wa Al-Mujaddah, La Man Mursaleen. Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no partners? And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles. And on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the guide. And on the Mujaddid, the reformer. Which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe, to all. Assalamu salamu wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And now,
3: the true light, featuring al-Sayyid al-Imam Isa al-Hadi al-Mahdi.
5: Um, I just want to specify a difference. I agree that there are a lot of people or Christians that come in their name, and they don't keep... I was Catholic myself, and I never knew anything about Passover. But they are Christians who come in his name, and they observe the Sabbath, they observe the Passover, days of unleavened bread, Feast of Tabernacles, and so on. In fact, they observe all of the laws, except for we no longer feel like we have to do any of the burnt offerings, because Christ came, and that was the end of that law, as far as what we're concerned. As far as burnt offerings go, where do you say that, you know, it, it is to continue? Salaam
2: alaikum.
0: Jesus didn't make offerings because Jesus wasn't a Levite. And if you study the scriptures, to find out about Bena Israel, the children of Israel, and their laws, the priesthood was in the hands of the Levite people, not the tribe of Judah. So, among Jesus' people, they would go to Jerusalem for the Passover, and inside the temple of the Ark, where the Ark of the Covenant was, it was the high priest of the tribe of Levi, or Levites only, who did the burnt orphans. The other tribes didn't do that. Only the Levites did it. They were the priests that represented the 12 tribes. Jesus was a Judite, So when the Levites did the burnt orphans, they were doing it for all 12 tribes. And because Jesus went to the Passover four different times in the book of John, then he was a part of the burnt orphans that were taking place in Jerusalem. You understand the point I'm trying to make? That there was 12 tribes of Israel, and the tribe of Levi, as they call them, was the priesthood, and they're the only ones who are allowed into a certain section of the Temple. You do a little research to find out that the way the Temple in uh, in Jerusalem is set up, it has three chambers to it, and the Holy of Holies is the place where the burnt orphans took place, and only the high priest was allowed in there, and the high priest were the Levites. Jesus wasn't one of them.
5: Are these the same people that Jesus at one time himself called hypocrites? No, you're talking about the
0: priests of Judah. That's Uh the one that was there when he raised Lazarus in the book of John again, and they bore witness to him and his miraculous power and openly identified him as the Messiah when the last hour came, they denied him. Mm-hmm. No, that was not the Levites, that was the Judites because he was always referring to the priests, the Pharisees. He dealt, dealt with the Pharisees and he dealt with the tribe of Judah throughout the book. That's why they keep saying in St. John the Jews, the priests of Jews came to him or the Pharisees came to him. They never even talk about the Levites because it was blasphemy to talk about the Levites and was. Results in immediate stoning to death in his time by Judaic law. You never spoke about the priesthood. So they had a priesthood in each tribe, but they're they're called rabbis, hold allegiance to the head of the church, which was the Levitical covenant, which is the priest who had the apron with the 12 stones.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: So Jesus did, up until the day of his passing on to the greater life, did observe the burnt offerings as an Israelite.
5: I agree with that. And it, it, then it, that's it, a disagreement to what you said earlier. Before you said he didn't. Okay, up until the time... Okay,
0: then I stand corrected. Now, um, when I say it, up until his passing, I think you think I'm saying he got crucified in 33. I'm saying he died at 120 years old. Up until the time he died at 120 years old. All right? Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. Yes. And the Lord said, My spirit, and as as a singular, shall not always strive with man, shall not always dwell with man, right? Right. For that he, which is a single individual, not a group, Mm -hmm. also is flesh. Now, if Christians acknowledge that the Messiah, Jesus, claimed to have been before Abraham, was, I was, he said, and back in the beginning, according to St. John, then Jesus was back in the books of Genesis. Correct? That's correct. And if they speak throughout John, where Jesus used a prophecy, where they find me in the books of Moses, let me make this clear. They say, you find me mentioned in the law of Moses in the book of John, right? That's right. But then the Christian preachers who are trying to be smart and out trick the world, they never quote the five books of Moses on Jesus. They quote Daniel and Isaiah and Jeremiah, which are the books of the prophets, and they're not the five books of Moses. When you ask them to give you reference to Jesus in one of the five books of Moses, they can't do it. Tell me somewhere where Jesus is mentioned in either Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, or Numbers, the five books. What they do is they refuse reference to Moses' books, and Moses didn't have anything to do with the books of Isaiah or Jeremiah. Or, you know, or Joel or or the other books that they use to make reference to Jesus. The only book... Go ahead.
5: I'm not prepared. I don't have my notes with me. But the only way that I learned this was from my minister, and he has made reference all the way from Genesis throughout Revelations with the prophecies concerning Jesus Christ. And that's how
0: I learned. I beg to differ with you. I guarantee you. That if you went back to your minister and asked him to show you in Genesis Jesus, correct? He yes. can't show you Genesis and Jesus according to Christian doctrine. He can use the books of the prophets. And we have we have from this week to next week when you could return with your minister or with the references. He will not do it. I have the collection of the Seventh-day Adventists, the Jehovah Witnesses, the Pentecostals. I have the whole library of all of their commentaries. I, I keep them around me as I'm writing books to make reference to them.
5: In which I disagree with the doctrines of all those you just named. How about, which, well, which doctrine do you believe in? I believe in just the doctrine of uh, Christianity, not, uh, not a specific label, because uh-huh. when you get into labels, that's when you get into different uh, 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 practices. Well,
0: isn't Christianity a label?
5: No, we call ourselves Christians uh, because we're saying we're being like Christ, and that comes from during well, the time.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm just, then wouldn't a Baptist be saying he's a Christian, and a Baptist because Jesus sent them out to baptize and thus they are like Christ too? And wouldn't the Pentecostal be saying he is like Christ in so far as the day of Pentecost which is 50 days after the so-called crucifixion came and the Spirit alighted on them according to the books of Acts and thus they were like Christ too? I mean wouldn't therefore any denomination of Christianity that uses any title that is found in one of those books be able to say that they're Christ-like because I assume that if we looked at you, then we should see the image of Christ in your practices if we say we're Christ's life,
5: right? Exactly. Okay,
0: let me ask you a question. Did Christ or did Christ not have a beard? Yes, he did. Why don't you then?
5: Well, I don't grow beards. <laughs> you You can't grow beards Because, like I said, I think... Can that, you grow a beard? Um, I don't know. I've tried once before. Can you wear a robe? Yes, I can wear a robe. Did Christ wear a robe? Yes, that's the form of the clothes in which they wore during that
0: time. And in Moses' time, which is 2,000 years before Jesus. Well, they didn't have pants. They did have pants. They, they called them two wives. Yes, they did.
5: Okay. They wore them under their robes. That's, that's where I get the thing about after the crucifixion or the time of the crucifixion. Well,
0: well, see, we don't even have to talk about the crucifixion. Let's talk about Jesus when he received his anointment in the Jordan by John the Baptist. Right? Where many people say that's when the Holy Spirit alighted upon him to reside there forever. Correct? Uh-huh. Now, right after that, we could say that he had reached this point of completion. He was in his totality as a human being as well as a spiritual being. Before he went to the cross, or Calvary as Christians would have it, and became totally divine according to their doctrine. At this time, we're looking at a son of man and a son of God. He's a son of man, and so far he was conceived through a woman who was a mortal Mary a son of God, insofar so far as the Spirit came down out of heaven to light upon him. Right. So we have both his attributes there. Do you follow him as a son of man, or do you follow him as a son of God, or do you follow him as both?
5: We follow him, I would say, as both.
0: Then you should not only do what he did spiritually, you should do what he did in practice also as a son of man.
5: Okay, so then we go by what the teachings of uh, the apostles or his disciples at that time uh, uh, who said that, you know, he told them to do that. Right, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so uh, within the doctrine, they, there's nowhere that specifies us to uh, continue in some of the old laws. Uh, yes, and it, does. it does. It. Um, I mean, other than the fact that... He, he said, because it will
0: abide with you forever in St. John chapter 1. Uh-huh. He says it will abide with you forever. So that means to me and you both, forever means forever.
5: Yes, forever means forever. Yeah. so Whatever.
0: if some man comes along and me and you yes. have as let's say people have to be very careful of men. If some man comes along and alters Jesus' teachings to suit his present environment or his economic level or whatever he pursues, shouldn't we use the doctrine of Jesus, the scripture, as our criteria? Yes
4: And if right. Jesus said
0: in Revelation 4:4 that the elders around the throne they were in heaven when he saw them, was clothed in white, and himself when they described him in description, He had on a white robe down to his ankles. Uh And if we are going to be like him and can't get to the Father unless we pass through him and set our pattern and lifestyle after him and claim to be Christ-like, then shouldn't our first stages be to emulate his way of life? Without Paul's opinion or Matthew's or Mark or Luke's opinion, but let's first get what the Master Jesus himself said, and then let's get the stories from those who said things about him. So the things that we can find in the scripture that are clear, not decisive, but clear about things that he did, should we establish those things first so we're nearer to him and then start going into what the men around him saw him do or, or said he said? But we should start off with the things that is very clear about him.
5: Right.
0: And we covered a couple of them. I mean, Jesus fell on his face and he prayed. He prostrated his body to the ground and prayed, correct?
5: that's correct? Do they do that in your church? No. Is that to say that when I get on my knees, do I pray in vain? No. It's to say that if you want to be like Jesus,
0: do what Jesus did. If you don't, then you're not like Jesus. Whether it's vain or not, that's between you and your creator. I'm saying if we imitate Jesus, then we imitate Jesus. But if we want to keep the creases in our pants and imitate Jesus, then we're not imitating Jesus. Jesus fell on his face and he prayed. So therefore, if we follow him, we also should fall on our face and pray because that worked for him
5: but didn't everyone during that time if it was a king or whatever they always fell on their face whether it was a king i agree or with anyone you. i agree with you but so jesus, it wasn't a custom of this no it was well. a
0: law because it's in the book of daniel also and jesus made reference to the book of daniel as y'all read earlier so this must be a law given to them from whom who sent the law moses also fell on his face and prayed who sent the law to these people our heavenly father right Yes. Who was Jesus' father also? Correct? That's correct? And he told Jesus to fall on his face and pray. and Moses fell on his face and prayed, and Abraham fell on his face and prayed, and Daniel fell on his face and prayed. So why do we feel that we have the right to modernize it? On all of those men, the distance between Abraham to Jesus was greater than the distance between Jesus and you and I. Jesus was only 2,000 years ago. He was over 5,000 somebody years between him and Abraham, and he managed to still do what Abraham did still dress the way Abraham dressed without modernization or alteration or innovation by maybe the devil who might be trying to get you and I to live in his image, like the book of Revelation Mm says. To dress like him and to think like him. We're emulating the Roman culture when Jesus said, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and unto the Lord what is the Lord. He made it very clear he had no intention of following the custom of the Romans, but rather he was going to keep the ancient practices of his father Abraham. And he said, if you really followed Abraham, then you would follow me. Remember he said that? So that was over 5,000 years ago, and Jesus did not alter Melah Ibrahim. One dot, nor one tittle. So we must follow what Jesus did if we expect to be saved by Jesus. If not, say we like things Jesus said, we like things Jesus did, but we don't feel we should follow them all today because this is just your world and the devil has a grip on our better judgment. Well then,
5: okay, if you can explain to me uh, why we should continue in burnt offerings as well as the other law. I have no argument with the laws and continuing the laws, but I'm speaking of burnt offerings because those were a part of the laws. Now, do you follow the burnt offerings? I mean, do you still do that? And why don't you do it every
0: day? Like, this is you know, gonna sound funny to you. It's okay. really gonna sound funny. It's gonna sound like I'm making a joke, but, but I'm, I'm not and I'm not not towards you, not at you at all. By all um, me. Do you realize why black people have barbecues? No, I don't know that. Oh, you did? I mean I well, haven't thought I'll about tell it. you this. In ancient Judaic teaching, it was unlawful. Now, after the rebuilding of the temple, right? When they left Babylon and rebuilt the temple under Haggai, just them, when Darius gave them leave out of Babylon, when the, the Nebuchadnezzar had died, they went back, and the books of Israel tells you the story in the Bible, they went back to Jerusalem and rebuilt the temple. From then on, any time a man performed a burnt sacrifice, according to Judaic teachings as well as the teachings of Muhammad who was the comforter of Father Jesus when we sacrifice any animal that we intend to eat according to the law of Leviticus we must do it in the name of the heavenly father otherwise it is not kosher or as we call it halal lawful kosher and halal means the same thing clean and lawful you follow so any creature that we sacrifice and any anytime you eat a piece of chicken or a piece of steak or any other animal It has been killed in the name of the Heavenly Father, or it wasn't.
5: So to go another direction now?
0: By all means, yes. Okay, I I want to respond to something that I
5: I heard on one of your tapes and I read in a couple of your books. Uh, I've just read these things lately, last week. Um, You say that mathematically and scientifically impossible for certain things to happen, such as this star that the wise men saw, the three wise men. Uh, You spoke on something about that. Yes, and I saw. I, I really got confused, and I had a problem with that because, uh, with God being the father of science and math, I mean, what could possibly be impossible for Him? Uh, seeing right. how right. He had such events as uh, in Isaiah and right. all the way in Joshua, mm-hmm. uh, events of the sun
0: stopping, with which would have caused a, those are not incidents; those are predictions of things that would happen. The sun stopping and stars falling, the sky becoming black. I'm sorry, I disagree with that. Did you say prophecies? Yes, both of those were were speaking to... Jeremiah was a prophet, receiving prophecies of events that would take place in his time or after him. Well, can can I just read a verse? By all means, yes.
5: Out of Isaiah 38, 7. We'll, We'll see where God, he says, And this shall be a sign unto thee from the Lord, that the Lord will do this thing that he has spoken, which he showed Hezekiah a sign that the sun would go back 10 degrees. And we know from science that if the sun actually went back. What would happen? I mean, we'd have earthquakes and everything. But here he's saying, unless I, I misinterpreted degrees on the sundial for it to go backwards. Um, can you explain that for me? I believe Sure. verse 7.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm right with you. And okay. the thing about it is, what you said was perfect. perfect. You agree with exactly what I said. And this will what? Number 7. This what? This shall shall be, be. this is a prediction, this will happen, not this has happened. This shall be a sign. Signs in the scriptures are miracles. This shall be a miracle unto thee, the Lord, right, from the Lord, that the Lord will do these things that he has spoken. But it was within that
5: year, of course, right? Go on,
0: read it. Behold, I will bring again
5: the shadow of the, oh, go ahead. Uh, the shadow of the degrees, mm-hmm. which has gone down in the sundial of how you pronounce it, Aza. Yes. Az-ha. Okay, mm-hmm. Az-ha. Um ten, ten degrees backwards.
0: Ten degrees he backwards. He said he will do this. That's right. Not he has done it. We, right now, two, I think it was three days ago, we just did that. We just turned our clock back one hour. We have altered time because of the motion of the planet not the motion of the sun but you got to remember i'll let you have it again okay. but you got to remember back then these men thought that they really did because these are men talking not the heavenly father man talking to man thought that the sun was really moving they didn't find out uh, that the sun was not moving until about in the 17th century and they found out the planet was moving men back then in biblical times wrote things because they thought the sun was actually rising and setting which we know doesn't move. It's a planet that's moving. Go ahead. So, in saying that then, um, I'm really saying, me and you have to be careful when we take the words of men who made predictions without inspiration from the Heavenly Father, but use His name. This is a mortal prediction. This is not a prediction from the Father. In those days, go back to 38.1, in those days was what? was Hezekiah sick unto death and Isaiah the prophet. Which meant the man with the power to predict the prophet. Right. The came son up. of Amos came unto him and right. said to him, this says the Lord. That's right. Now, if you read it, you're going to see where he stops using the Heavenly Father and starts to predict for himself. He, the Heavenly Father predicts a bunch of events that's going to happen and then he says, and all of these things will be assigned for you. You have to read the scripture by what it's saying, not by what we like it to say, right? So if you read straight from 1 all the way down to 7, you'll see at 7 the point. Now we're going to, and this shall be a sign. This is really talking about what took place in 37:35 of the same book, Isaiah. It's continuing. The event is confirmed in the second book of Kings, the 20th chapter, the 8th verse. That's the prophecy they're talking about. If you read the 2nd Kings 28, you'll see it.
5: 2 Kings 28? Oh, you don't want me to read that right you now. You can.
0: Then. If you wish, you can. I'm just saying, you can write it or you can read it. You'll find out that these are future events. And the book of Kings was written almost a thousand and a half years after the book of Isaiah. What I'm trying to say is when you go back to Judaic prophecies, you've got to use a Judaic calendar. You've got to understand that they use the word Lord, uh, which they use Adonai, which can be applied to a man at times and applied to the Heavenly Father. Usually when Israel refers to the Heavenly Father, it he refers to him as Hashem, or refer refers to him as Eloh, which is a single from Elohim, or Yahweh, but when they breathe the word Jehovah. But when they use the word Lord, Lord is a very touchy word in the Scriptures because it can apply to men as well as the Heavenly Father. And it has been known to be scrambled up in, amongst the two.
5: Okay, okay. Um, one last question, and I'll let the Southern brother answer. Uh, Because I guess you can tell by now I I do still believe that Jesus Christ was crucified. And, um, in fact, uh, I think that Paul was an apostle because I can't see how a a man gets certain things. But uh, what I want to say is that... Back up. You can't see how a man did certain things like what? Uh, What did Paul do? Just the way in which everything that he wrote about, um, the greatest poets... Today, because we know that the, in any other given time, I mean, through no other revelation. But I mean, Paul was a man who studied the law. It's true, but uh, his life changed. I mean, why? Why? How can you account for such a drastic change in a man? I mean, he had the best. You know, he was living well, good. I can,
0: I can account for a, such a drastic change in a man the same way I can in a man named Nicodemus, who was opposed to Jesus being a Pharisee and was at all the dinners and all the is where they spoke against Christ. And came to him by night fought with him listened to his doctrine didn't support him but at the time uh when jesus had to be uh protected when he took judas's body off the cross he's one of the people who came to represent him Uh i mean there was a soldier who jesus took and brought his son who was dying and healed him brought him back to life basically and he was a sanhedrin and he supported jesus i don't see anything in any teaching that paul put forth that is so unique. I don't see anything in any of his books. I read all the scriptures and I don't see anything. I see if anything, I see abundance of contradictions against Jesus. Where Paul tried to stop circumcision, where Paul tried to stop baptism, where Paul tried to went out and taught Gentiles and Jesus told him not to teach Gentiles. I see Paul as a as a, a tyrant trying to alter Jesus' teachings. So he could get his own glory out of it. Paul introduced them to a man named Bar Jesus, who was a sorcerer and a a magician and a false prophet. Paul is the one who took them to Antioch and changed their name from Israelites to Christians and made them worshippers of Christ as opposed to Christ's father, who Christ hundreds of times told them that he's not greater than he who sent him. I see Paul as the the worst thing that ever happened to the Christian world. But of course, because there is a heaven and hell, we all are entitled to make the decision of which direction we want to go in. Okay,
5: do you you agree that... um, Peter was definitely an apostle. I have
0: no problem with Peter. You think that being he was apostle.
5: The chief apostle?
0: No, I don't. You don't think that he was the chief? No, I don't. Apostle. I think John was because Jesus kept calling him John, my beloved. John, John, my beloved. Peter was just the one. Even at the end of the book of John, when Jesus got up to walk away and they didn't recognize who he was, and Peter came with him, he said, "Come here." Then he, John came with him, he said, "That's John, my beloved." And he spoke about John being able to live even after he's dead, forever. And the disciples got upset. And if you go right to the book of Saint John the 21st chapter and start reading it, you'll see that Jesus wrote John off as if John was like going to live with him even after death. And the disciples got upset.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay, well then, you do agree that Peter was there when Jesus taught certain things? So he would have had uh, first-hand knowledge pretty much. And, and um, uh, if someone came in who spoke of another gospel other than no, what... No,
0: I agree with you. Okay. But I, I don't have any problem with Peter himself. My brother the problem is i'm I mean, I'm, I'm with you 100 okay, percent now gonna, what, I, what i need you to do which right. is going to probably shock you is now you got to go find out when peter wrote these letters in 62 and 64 during that period of time paul peter and Barnabas were together they socialized later on when Barnabas and peter tried to get paul to go amongst the disciples to debate with them about this new doctrine Paul would not go. He went past Jerusalem and went on into Arabia and wouldn't go with them. So Peter and Barnabas turned against Paul. Now, you, you want to you see that? I think, yes. I mean, I,
5: I know that he did. If I have persecuted people and, and, and killed Stephen and, and everything like that, <laughs> yeah. I'd be afraid to go so why to Jerusalem should we, too.
0: So why should we accept uh, what Peter said about Paul while Paul was traveling with them It was good, as opposed to what Peter said about Paul when he found out that Paul was trying to alter the teachings. But if
5: you go back in history, I mean, there are other people who were disciples and eyewitnesses to uh, the things that happened and uh, it's documented in history and, and right, other people. I agree.
0: And so John was the main one because John said, I record what I have seen and heard, the book of John. None of the other ones say that. I agree with you, but none of the other, none of the other disciples say that. All the other ones say they put down what they felt.
5: They put down what they felt. That's right. Well, then, well, why? If, c- can you explain the fact of Matthew? Um, it'll be just like sort of me sitting here talking to you right now, and I ask you, well, repeat to me what I just said the last five minutes, because these people uh, documented parables in which Jesus spoke, and the only account that I can give for that is where Jesus says to them that the uh, Comforter will come back to them and bring everything to their remembrance, whatever he has taught them. So, uh, my, my son, this-
0: what you're saying is that therefore I should take Matthew's book and use it as a form of guidance, right? I do. <laughs> Who wrote Matthew's book? Who wrote it? I believe yes.
4: Matthew wrote it. Turn to
0: it. the ninth chapter of Matthew. Okay. The ninth verse. Ninth. Ninth chapter. Ninth, chapter, verse. ninth verse. This is the book of Matthew. Okay. Chapter nine, verse nine. Uh huh. And Jesus passed forth from thence. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at the what? at the receipt of customs. Uh-huh. And he said unto him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. Uh-huh. Now, if Matthew wrote this book, why didn't he say,
1: and as
0: Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw me whose name is Matthew. He said he saw a man named Matthew talking in the second person or even the third person. Some person is talking up to somebody about somebody Obviously, else. whoever wrote the chapter, ninth chapter of Matthew was not Matthew. Well, doesn't the Bible throughout the
5: whole Bible speak sometimes of a uh, second person? I mean, you look in the Psalms, David. Well show
0: me, show me, well, show me another place where I can see that. Because, I mean, this is real clear where, you know, it's easy to go, you know, from a fact to, you know, to a, a probable. But this is clear that whoever wrote this ninth verse is not Matthew, and it's in the book of Matthew. That's what I'm trying to say. So tell me how I could believe that the whole book of Matthews came from Matthew when Matthew's nine nine didn't come from Matthew.
4: <laughs> okay.
5: All right, so then who do you say you don't know exactly who it came from? Is that what you're saying? No. I said, You don't know who it came from. I did say I don't know who it came from.
0: I'm saying the Christian world don't know. They they don't know who they're following. They got their books all confused. They don't uh-huh. know who they're following. Okay. Well, like I said, the only explanation
5: I can give to that is the fact that they do speak in that tense where, uh, and like I said, in Psalms it says the Lord... Let me see one. Psalm where? Uh, let me find... Uh, uh, For instance, who would be speaking, and if this prophecy, or if it isn't about Jesus, uh, Psalms 110, where he would say... The Lord said unto my Lord, sit at thy right hand. What, what does he I'm mean? I'm glad if you, you don't, picked no. one
0: of That's a very good one because that's the p- point I was trying to make to you earlier when I said the word Lord is used out of context. It, when I said they use the word Lord out of context and sometimes they refer to men and they got people thinking they're referring to the Heavenly Father. Yes. Well, they use the word Lord because in ancient Hebrew as well as Arabic, the word as Sayid is also Lord or Master, as well as the word Rabbi is also Lord or Master, as well as the word Molana is also Lord or Master. Now let me say the difference. Mm-hmm. A Rabbi was a spiritual teacher, a Molana was a learned person, and a Sayid was just a person of respect, the head of the house. And oftentimes in the scriptures, they make the mistake when they translate of just saying Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and it was talking about the Lord of a house or a tribe, and not the heavenly Father. They made that mistake because I've always brought Christians back to the from the illusion when they get to the twenty-second Psalm and they get confused. They think that that's talking about Jesus when it's talking about David. Read the twenty-second Psalm, chapter one.
5: Twenty-second Psalm, chapter one.
0: While somebody, while you're there, Mike, uh-huh. why are you there? Prepare to go to Matthew twenty-seven forty-six. Because Matthew 27:46 gives the same statement, and only this time they say it's Jesus on the cross saying it. This is the book of Psalms of David, which was written thousands of years before Jesus was on earth, right? Right. And they record the same saying. This was like, oh, this was written in 460 BCE by David, Solomon, and Asaph. All right? Right. So, now, that's the book of Psalms. Right. Now, when you go down to Psalms 22, you read, my God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Now Christians tell people that that's Jesus. This was before Jesus. This was not even a prophecy about Jesus. This was speaking to the chief musicians of Ajalah and Shahar. This is about David himself, who a lot of Christians don't even know was crucified, but they don't follow Judaic teachings. They grab Paul, who followed the wrong teachings, who was a Pharisee, who dropped the teachings and followed a false prophet called Bar Jesus who has Christians worshipping a man named Bar Jesus instead of the real Jesus. This is David who got crucified. And if you read the whole thing, the whole chapter 22, there'll be certain things said in this chapter that'll tell you that it could not be Jesus. They speak about where he was at, how he sung with the harp, how he sung on the mountain, when he was being delivered, and when they passed him in the side, and they passed his hands and his feet. All that's in this chapter. But it's not Jesus. It's, It's David. Okay, and Christians don't even know that. Okay, but David was
5: crucified. All right, so so say that Matthew didn't write this book. Say that someone else wrote it. Right. Okay, go ahead. Wouldn't this be as if I come up right now today and I write a book about President Reagan getting killed and uh, or half dying of a heart attack when he actually died of kidney failure, and then I write a book and this book gets accepted all the way down the yes, line? Right. How can it be accepted if, they, if, if if no one was there to say, hey, this didn't happen? So then,
0: I'll tell you how. I mean, the how same that way be? the Book of the Mormons got accepted, and there's millions of Mormons following a man who came along and founded the Mormon church and said an angel came to him, and he is the new revelation, and there's millions of Mormons believing the Bible of the Mormons is authentic. Do you believe in the Bible of the Mormons? No. Well, that's a book that's accepted by millions and millions of people throughout this country, mainly right? You heard about it, right? Yes, I have. Well, that's how it happens. Men do come along who are very influential and do write books and lay the impression in the minds of people that it's true because they want to believe in that person. The facts of this here, what we're talking about, does not lie in the King James or the St. Jerome or the New Standard or the Canonized Version of the Bible. The facts of these scriptures we're talking about come out of the original theoretic Arabic language, the language that Jesus and them were speaking not in the translation by some, some American Christian preacher who has not studied the languages, doesn't know the history of the people or the culture of the people, but deal with a uh, version of a version of a translation of a translation and a million other opinions. And he's driving a lot of good people like yourself, who may have a sincere heart and want to be on the path of righteousness. He's taking y'all away from the comforter. And what, about, what about those who do know
5: the language and uh, like who?
0: Like who? Yeah.
5: Name a person? or Is that yep. what you're saying? Name a person? That's what like who generally means. Like who? Name a person. Well, Like, like, like who? Like uh, uh, Josephus uh, Flavius,
0: like uh, a lot of the historians. No. Who in your congregation knows the language?
5: Who in my congregation who knows the language?
0: the language of Jesus? I, my uh,
5: minister.
0: He knows Arabic? Yes. He, he knows speaks. Arabic.
5: Well, he knows Hebrew. He knows Greek. And I don't know how many others. I think he knows about ten other languages. <clears throat> and he's not the only one. I, I love, he, he's an American black man. No, he's
0: not. He's white. Oh, okay. <laughs> well then, Unless he, that's another know. whole thing then. Alright. Okay. Well, that's another whole thing. Jesus wouldn't touch a white person, so I ain't got nothing to do with that. He wouldn't. Matthew chapter 15. Jesus wouldn't touch that woman. So I don't mean. want to do with it. But didn't he then grant her what she wanted? <laughs> no, he didn't. Read it. She gave it to herself. He said, be unto you as thou wilt. Not well, this. why was he even... Uh, well, why? Because he was impressed by her faith. He said he was, but he so didn't, didn't touch her. He said, be unto thee as thou will. Well, in she, the Bible, he said about the Father, what did he say in the Lord's Prayer about the will of the Father? That thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But that woman, he didn't say that the Father's will. He said, your daughter is made whole by your will,
5: by well, your faith. Well, throughout the whole Testament, we, he speaks of uh, according to your faith. If your faith is strong enough, no matter what you are who you but are. But he's speaking to who he came to and who did he come to. He came to the
0: lost sheep of lost He told them "Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, nor the Samaritans. Don't go there. So therefore, Jesus was a racist. Because he told people, don't go to anybody but my people. But he was just fulfilling the promise that was made way in the Old Testament. Right. You're you're right. But if he was, you're right. If he was fulfilling the prophecy that was made, then in fulfilling that prophecy, he was only sent to who?
5: To the lost sheep. So
0: is that racist or not? Yes or no? I don't agree that it's
5: racist. Right, I, so I believe, I believe that it was applied. If
0: I'm white and I only come to white people, then am I racist or not? Yes or no? Yes. OK, yes. if Jesus was not a Judite and only came to Judites in a place where Acts 1 tells us there was many different tribes of people, when they speak about tongues in Acts 1, they speak all about all these different tribes, the Gileans, the Chaldeans, all these different people, but he signaled out one stock of people, is that racism, yes or no? Yes or no? I, I just can't, I
5: can't uh, see it as racism. Because it? if it's racism, if I don't like a white person and he comes to me, no matter what he asked for, I wouldn't say, I grant you this on uh-huh. your faith. Or
0: he I, didn't. I wouldn't say anything. But Jesus did, he didn't say anything at first, if you well, read it. Well, why was her daughter healed? Because of her faith. She did it. Because Jesus was not the heavenly father. The heavenly father could step in and do it. Jesus didn't do it. Jesus wouldn't even answer her. It says right there, he answered her, not a word. He did exactly what you said you would do. You would not answer. That's exactly what he did. He didn't have the power to do nothing, so it says he answered her, not a word. And then she went after him and begged him. So Jesus did what you said. He saw her and said, I can't heal this woman, so he didn't say anything. He was (laughs) being polite, but he pursued it.
5: Right, and then he said, uh, you know, it is not me to, to take the children's bread to
0: cast it to dogs. What did he call that woman? Because they're a dog. That's racism, brother.
5: Okay. But at the same time, then Jesus answered and said, "O woman, great is thy
0: faith. That's what I say. Be it
5: unto thee, even as thou wilt. As thou wilt. Whatever you want,
0: I say, be it unto you, That's because nice, I have what, compassion. The only different thing about what you read and said was you added the first person singular in there and outside the Bible. You said, I said. He didn't say that. He said, be it unto you as you will, not as I will. Now, you can add it in there if you feel like, but of course you know what the book of Revelation says about adding things into the Bible.
5: Right, but if he said, be it unto you as I will, then uh, it's not mattering what what kind of faith she has anyway. Everything in life depends on your faith. So what did he say to her?
0: Then what did he say? Be it unto thee. As?
5: Okay, be it unto thee, where is it? Um, Unto thee, even as thou wilt.
0: So uh, whose will is being done, his or hers? Her will. So Jesus didn't do it then? No, he didn't do it because... Okay. That's, all, that's my point, that he didn't do it. He let her do it himself. I'm not saying... Now, now, let me correct this. I'm not saying don't be compassionate to white people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying for us to hate white people because a lot of their children have been brainwashed into hating us. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we have to... We, Jesus was sent to his own. Moses was sent down into Egypt to pick out a specific people and take them out. I have no argument with that. All right, so these men were racist. They were racist. They, they did racist things. They went for one race of people. That's called racism. You follow? But when I say it, I got to be some kind of madman when I say I have to come from Sudan to America to seek out my race of people and teach them first. And my race of people includes Black, Latinos, Cubans. Malaysians who have been mixed and scattered all over the world. I am not sent for the white race. If a white person, male or female, comes to me and asks me to bless them, I would tell them I don't have the power to do that. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is not narrow minded like I am. You see, well, he doesn't you, see it the way I see it. Well, you, I was, let me just finish. Okay. I was sent on a mission to a specific people. That's all I can do. You can probably go to the heavenly father and he might prefer you over me. I can't make the decisions for our father who art in heaven. I can only make decisions for who I'm sent to. I was sent to the lowest of the low. People have been brought down to the bottom to make the meek, which is you, and give you the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding to dumbfound the wise, which is what we're doing.
5: Was Jesus a just man? Was Jesus a, a fair, compassionate?
0: Uh, As any man, yes, he was. He was a very loving, very compassionate, very warm person, but he told, them, he told his disciples, the sign of my people is that they have love between each other, not other people. What well, question? Go ahead.
5: We know that um, things like uh, greed and lust and hatred and racism is a state of mind in which no man could get to heaven if he had that type of mind. Because his character would not be that in which God wants him to be able to rule people, right? And, and regardless racist, of what
0: race he is. That's so, right. So
5: how can he be a racist
0: and still be called a I think you've missed my point. I, I, must be. I said that. See, Jesus was not the heavenly father. He was sent from the father. Okay? Now, and he was sent from the father to seek out that which was lost, which was the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and use the term only which was Judah, all right? I am sent to my own people, my own, but my own receiveth me not. You understand? But as many of them that do, and see what the Christians do, is say as many as do, and he didn't say that. He said as many of them that do, to them I give power to become the sons of God. He was talking about his own, it's like me saying, I have been sent to America to raise my people here. And they don't accept me. The Sunni Muslims hate my guts without even investigating me, right? Right. And now I said, but as many of them that do accept me, I will take them into the kingdom of heaven. See, how I'm saying, see, how I'm putting that. Now, once I'm dead, someone could come along and say, see, what he said is, I came to the black race of people in America, and all of them didn't accept me. But anybody who did accept me, black, white, yellow, orange, purple, green, or statue, they can go into heaven. That's how y'all translate something, which that's what the Greeks did to y'all. But in the language, in the ancient language of the scriptures, it doesn't say that. Well, so when was, uh, wasn't there a time that he
5: was supposed to come to the uh, other people? Yes,
0: there is a time. Isn't
5: there, wasn't there, in fact, if we have that the disciple Paul didn't go, who would have gone
0: to the Gentiles? That's not, uh, now here's where I'm, I'm gonna sound cruel. That is not my concern because the Heavenly Father didn't make it his concern. His concern was that he sent Jesus to a specific people and I don't have a right to, you know, to add my concerns in his assignment. So if Almighty intended for all men to be raised all over the world, he will do that the way he plans. I cannot interject on the Heavenly Father's plan. I can only quote to you what's in the scripture. And the moment I start quoting to you outside the scripture, then I'm not playing fair. The scripture says that Jesus was a racist. He was sent to a specific race of people and he was trying to save them. And as many of them that he was able to save, they were called the sons of God and would have the power to reside in heaven with him. That's what the scripture says. He doesn't mention the other tribes. In fact, he mentions them and in a negative connotation where he says, don't go to the Gentiles and don't go to the Samaritans because it wasn't time. Well, that's, Me me and you can hope for that because we'd like to believe that all human beings can be saved. That's a good hope, but that's not what's written, so it's not fair to add it. I'm saying that, you know, he did say not to go there because it was
5: a promise that God made, and we know that God doesn't go back on his word, so he had to come there. Christians, uh, well, I'd say Christians don't have a problem with that. Now, maybe professing Christians might, but Christians
0: know that he came to
5: the lost sheep of the house of Israel.
0: Only only. So how do, they, how do they justify having a Gentile preacher? Because after Jesus
5: Christ was crucified, which is when, in fact, the apostles or the disciples who we know were cowards and, and just, you know, they didn't have much faith at all. But after the crucifixion, that's when they got the Holy Spirit in them. If you look in Acts, we know that that's when the entire change changed. When came we look in
4: Acts,
0: my son, and we get to the day of Pentecost, what y'all Christians are mixing up with a new Christian holiday was no more than a jubilee of <coughs> Judaic teaching. The Jubilee happens every 50 years in the Judaic calendar, which and at a, spot, what they call a season change. It was a custom, like a religious ritual. And let me tell you why I say that. Because what you use in an act is that the Holy Spirit came on the disciples then, correct? Yes. But didn't Jesus meet them in the upper room eight days after the crucifixion and blow the Holy Spirit on them? Okay. So then the Holy Spirit was already there.
5: Alright. So, what's the purpose of the Pentecost? if Well, the purpose of the Pentecost is just yeah. the purpose of saying that today, on the Pentecost Day, because that was one of the Holy Days, it just happened to be, that it was on... Well, I wouldn't even say it just happened to be, because no. we know that... You, you said each, it, it just happened you no, it. Right no, no, I can't say it, because each one of the Holy Days have a significant meaning. Jesus' Passover, when the yes. children came out of Israel, right. Right. that's why we have Jesus right. was crucified on the Passover. But this is the last. Listen,
0: the day... Listen to what you read in Act 2. Let's yeah. follow the scripture. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Right. This is a day that they're used to. Now, this is nothing new. Pentecost means 50. Uh This is a regular ritual. Now, remember, the book of Luke was written in the year 61 in Rome, not in Judea. It was written after all this happened, way after 50 days. You understand? Uh 51 years after they put this stuff together. So now let's read what it says. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, where were they? Where were the disciples then when it's took place? If the book was revealed in Rome. Huh? Whoa. In Rome. Okay. But the place they're talking about here is in Judea, in Galilee. 61 years uh. earlier. Now, let me go on. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Now. Number three, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire. Not fire, like fire. Didn't say it was fire. Couldn't just put the implication that it is fire. was like fire. Okay? And it sat upon each of them. Now here we go, four. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Was this something new to them? Because they were filled with the Holy Ghost when Jesus blew the Spirit on them before. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost when the angel came to her to tell her she was going to conceive John the Baptist. Mary was conceived of the Holy Ghost when the angel her, came to her to tell her she was going to give birth to Jesus. So having the Holy Ghost descend upon you was nothing new. It already happened. But so now Where here we go. in utterance. In another couple of lines, we're going to find out that what y'all are calling tongues and interpreting it as gibberish is something totally different. Let's see what the Bible is. no argument with
3: that. Like
5: I said, I don't really agree. I don't agree so at let's all. Let's
0: finish it first. And... Number four, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other or different other tongues. I meant that they were going from shalom to salam to assalamu. They started speaking different languages, and different tongues. That. Not, you know what I'm saying? I understand. It that. Says, now, here's how you know. With other tongues as the Spirit gave them to utter. The Spirit, what was unique about that day is that the spirit descended upon them miraculously and gave them the power to speak other people's languages. And it's going to tell you that. I but, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Judah, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Right. Number six. Now when this was noised or made known abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own what? In his own language. Language! I mean, I see that you understand that, but I'm saying that for other Christians who may not see that. This is talking about languages of people who gathered from different parts of the world. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold! Excuse me. Are not all these which speak Galileans? Now, here they say, are all these men of one tribe and language? How is it Number eight, and how hear we every man in his own tongue wherein we were born? See that? So how is it that if they're all Belayers and they only speak one language, how can we hear them speaking in our different languages, which we all have been speaking since we were kids? And then it goes on and gives you the names of the nations. And if a person takes the time to study any Bible dictionary under the name of the nation, it will show you that each one of these names is assigned to a different place that has a different language. That was the miracle of Pentecost, the fact that the Spirit gave them the power to go out and teach Jews who were speaking different languages, not people of different nationalities, because it said in Jerusalem in number 5, Jews, I think, or or Judah, right? Right. From where? From all over, from every nation under heaven. So the original lost tribe of Judah, which are your people, was scattered throughout the world. They were lost into every tribe and every nation. This is the lost seed of the house of Israel. Right? He sent them out to find the lost sheep of the house of Israel and to redeem them, to reclaim them to salvation. That if they acknowledge that He had come in the flesh, you follow? I got it. And that He was sent from the Father who art in heaven as His Son on earth, that He had the power to turn men into sons of God and would give them the right to reign with Him in heaven forever. That's what Jesus was teaching. The racism comes in when he says, only the tribe of Judah, the Lord's sheep of the house of Israel only. And if Paul decided to take it upon himself to go and teach Gentiles in every nation, and if Paul helped them in doing that, that's a wonderful thing. I don't argue with that. But it was not what Jesus was sent to do. Do you understand? I have no problem with that. Um, Those things I have
5: no problems with, in the the Christians, I know that the Pentecost of the day say that this is when their church was founded, on Pentecost, yet they don't observe the day of Pentecost, so, you know, when you say Christians, that's what I have an argument about, is that when you say Christians, you you have two different kinds. You have those who profess to be Christians, who don't follow the laws, who don't do what Christ did, and then you have the other Christians who do as Christ did, with the exception of burnt offerings beard, and a
0: white robe. You know what an elderly intelligent man told me one day? What's that? He said, it's always the so-called righteous who decide who is the unrighteous. What I mean by that is, while me and you are here saying that the Pentecostal church is wrong because they don't do this, 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 and this, The Pentecostal church is in that church saying, those people are wrong because they don't do this, 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 and this.
5: Yeah, but we know that we'll know about the fruit on the trees, too. Right.
0: And the fruit on the tree is a manifestation of the growth of the seed. And Jesus was the seed of the church you're talking about. Correct? Uh Uh-huh. And he did certain things. Now we're back to what I said before. And he did certain things that if you're going to be like him, you must do. You cannot do something Paul said do if it goes contrary to what Jesus said to do, and Jesus was the root, the seed. You follow? So we got to learn, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, you know, if you're going to do that and say you're Christ-like, then do things Christ did. Dress like Christ, pray like Christ, break bread like Christ, keep Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, keep the Shabbat. do these things, get circumcised on the eighth day, have the Bar Mitzvah, do the things that are falling under the covenant of the prophet Moses, but Jesus the teachings of Moses. But if you're going to follow Paul and the Jesus, the sorcerer who came, then do that. But don't say that you follow Christ and not follow the law of Moses. Because to to follow the Messiah, Meshach or Messiah, you must follow the law of Moses because he followed the law of Moses and took it further than that, back to the prophet Abraham. Well, I understand that. I I go, um,
5: I believe that Paul went by the laws, it's just that there are certain things in some of his letters that may say that, well, he is the end of the law, and then a Christian is going to take that and take it totally out of context without understanding the fact that you can't take one line and say, hey, that's the end of the law, which a lot of Christians do. Right. But you go in there and you're talking, you listen to what Paul says, and Paul says, what you have, well, I quote what you said once before uh, in Romans, God forbid we establish the law. This is Paul talking. Wait a minute.
0: It's not fair to quote Paul on the authority of Paul. (laughs) You have to quote Jesus on the authority of Paul. And Jesus said, one jot, nor one tittle, shall pass from the law. So Paul does not have the right to change any laws. I don't care who he thinks he is, because the Messiah did say that none of the laws should change. Not one period, not one vow. Should be taken out of the Scripture. None of it. So Paul can't come along and say, well, we don't have to be circumcised, and we don't have to do this. Well, he cannot do that. He just doesn't have the power to do that, because power was given to Jesus from his Father from heaven. Paul was not there. Paul was not given that power from heaven. Paul said that he met Jesus on the roadside, and Jesus anointed him into apostleship. But no one can bear witness to that but Paul, and those he said was with him. You understand? We're talking about what Jesus, the Messiah of Israel, was teaching. Not what Paul, who was of Israel and changed his name from Saul to Paul, which is a sign in Israel of conversion. Because if you realize, in an orthodox Jewish house today, you cannot even get married if you made a mistake and changed your name for business purposes in America. Meaning, many Jews, because they were being oppressed in this country when they first came here, had to change their name to American-sounding names. You follow that? Yes. And, it's, and then when they get ready to get married, the rabbi says, you must have a biblical name in order for the rituals of the ceremony to take place. Oh. Now, here Paul is a man born with a Hebraic name, Saul or Sean, and then changes it to Paul, which is a Latin and Greek name, Paul. So he didn't symbolize being converted from... The Roman doctrine to Judaism, no, 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 no. He symbolized himself as being converted from ancient Judaic teaching to the Roman influence. Because he didn't go from Paul to to Shul. He went from Shul to Paul. I can't trust him when he does that. (laughs) I don't care how you feel about him. I can't trust him when he does things like that. I have to stay close to the law of Moses. Which is what he learned from. That's what Jesus learned from Which is a not to mention what his Father gave him straight from heaven also. Because he kept saying that right down from heaven, the Spirit down to me from heaven. He, he said, I came down He said, if you can't understand the things of this world, you definitely not to understand the things of the next. So he what? knew he was talking to ignorant people. So what's the argument? The fact that he taught
5: others to not keep the same law that he himself uh, kept? Our argument is that Jesus
0: had laws that he followed. If we follow Jesus, we follow those laws. If Paul says something different than Jesus, then we have to make the decision at the crossroads. Do we follow in Jesus' footsteps or do we follow in Paul's footsteps? I prefer to follow in Jesus' footsteps. You prefer to follow in Paul's footsteps. I will not use the 13 books of Paul as law. I won't bother with the books in the New Testament, as they call it, that pertain to Paul because they're his opinion and they're not divinely inspired. This is from the 66th surah of the Holy Quran, the 8th verse. And read, O sustainer complete for us our light, and forgive us, for surely you have the power over all things. Shahadul Allah ilaha il Allah Wahdahula Sharikallahu. Ilhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Ilhamdulilla Wari al wa
1: Wasamalla
0: ala emiah, ajama'een, al-Masiah, Wal Mahti, Wal Mujdah, Laman Mur Salim, Amar Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part and that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles. And on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the guide. And on the Mujaddid, the reformer. Which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings, and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.
1: The Man of the Hour, airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio. radio, radio.